0: Welcome to The 85%. I'm Mira Sharma. This week, we bring you a conversation with Tony Siba, a serial entrepreneur, educator, and thought leader on disruption. He's the author of the book Clean Disruption of Energy and Transportation, How Silicon Valley Will Make Oil, Nuclear, Natural Gas, Coal, Electric Utilities, and Conventional Cars Obsolete by 2030. My colleague Afshin Malavi recently spoke with Tony Siba at a conference on sustainability at the International Finance Corporation, IFC, in Washington, DC. They talked about how the way we get around is set to radically change and the particular impact that will have on the emerging world. Here's Afshin with Tony Siba.
1: Tony, thank you for being with us. It's
2: my pleasure. Thank Uh, you for having me.
1: Thank you, Tony. Tony, you talk about how the 2020s, the next decade, is going to be the most disruptive decade in human history.
2: In history, That's not a
1: small statement and you particularly point to clean energy and transportation. Correct. Can you walk us through that, please?
2: Yes. So, when you look at the cost curves of energy, transportation and other uh, technologies, solar, uh, batteries, artificial intelligence, um, electric vehicles, self-driving and so on, um, what you see clearly is that uh, the existing model of transportation, which is based on uh, gasoline or diesel and individually owned uh, transportation and the existing energy business uh, or electricity, which is based on coal and natural gas and fossil fuels and so on, is going to be wiped out. It's going to be Essentially uh, disrupted mm-hmm. for purely economic reasons. Wow! So it's 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 not going to happen because of sustainability or because mm-hmm. of green and so on, but because of this green.
1: So you're saying yeah. we're we're headed for the end of the internal combustion engine car.
2: Correct, and it's going to happen very soon. Okay. So when you when you look at um, so I created this technology disruption mm-hmm. framework, mm-hmm. which looks at what um, what are the Technologies and business models and product innovations mm-hmm. that can disrupt businesses, that can disrupt industries. Mm-hmm. So I analyze energy, transportation, food, uh, mm-hmm. construction, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And what I find uh, in energy, for instance, is that solar has been going down in cost, Mm -hmm. by about 300 times since 1970 and today solar in the desert is the cheapest form of energy period no subsidies Mm -hmm. today in the rooftop of most of the world solar is the cheapest form of energy period and it's still going down and it's still going to go down substantially over the next decade or two Mm -hmm. same thing with batteries so that you can store the sunshine Mm -hmm. and the batteries are the cost is going down at about 20% per year, wow. and if you do that line over the next 10 or uh, the cost curve of, over the next 10 or 20 years, you'll realize that soon, basically everywhere, the cost of solar plus storage is going to be cheaper than even the cost of transmission, so everything else is going to be wiped out.
1: Wow, and uh, and, yes. and so, so, you know, what you're describing, you know, in many ways, it could totally changed the landscape uh, in in the advanced economies, but how is that going to affect, say, the small wage earner in in an urban environment in Asia? How is it going to affect the farmer? How is it going to affect the labor? How is it going to affect the so-called base of the pyramid, the bottom billion?
2: So everything costs are going down because of technologies. Mm -hmm. The cost of energy is going to go down by about 10x, Mm -hmm. 10 times by 2030. Mm -hmm. Cost of transportation is going to go down by about 10 times by 2022 or 3. Mm. And, and that happens when you combine autonomous, electric, and on demand transportation. So imagine DD or OLA. Yes. Uh, Ola, the the, the ride hailing companies yeah, ride-hailing in China and India. In India. Yes. Um, OLA with electric vehicles can already provide um, cost of transportation that is dramatically cheaper mm-hmm. than owning your own car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, 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 you won't need to own a vehicle. And by mm-hmm. doing that, you can save 5000 6000 a year as a family and of course you can use that to educate your kids you can use that for other reasons um, so transportation because of that convergence of electric autonomous and on demand is going to make it's going to be 10 times cheaper than it is now and what that's going to do is it's going to disrupt two things the concept of individual ownership of cars we're not going to buy cars anymore because Uh, we're going to have access to transportation that's 10 times cheaper. Mm -hmm. And 10 times cost differential has always caused a disruption. Mm -hmm. Every single time in history since 1454, which is what I've studied. And so when that happens, 2021 or two, essentially everybody in India, in Indonesia, in Africa is going to have access to transportation that is 10 times cheaper than it is today. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Uh, Parking is going to be empty. Because we park our cars 96% of the time. Mm -hmm. Parking is essentially useless uh, within 10 years. A third of the city is going to be empty. What are we going to do with that? Uh, Housing, affordable housing, green space, more businesses, and so on. Also, transportation allows a lot of folks who don't have access to jobs to get there in a cheap way. So a lot of people can do a job, but can't get there. Because it's more than an hour or two away, right. because they don't have access to transportation. So mm-hmm. it gives employers access to employees, mm-hmm. and employees access to employers. Mm-hmm. So that boosts the economy.
1: You're tu- you know, you're touching on one of the key issues in, in the emerging world: is this issue of mass mobility. Yes. Uh, and and you know, we all you know have been in Asia, sitting in traffic jams, you know, in big cities in Asia, like Jakarta. You know, I can think of. And, and also the, the, the way the internal combustion engine and the, the fast adoption of cars has contributed to smog and pollution. And So are you saying that we're headed for cleaner air in New Delhi and less traffic in Jakarta?
2: Yes, what I'm saying is by 2030, uh, this disruption, transport as a service, uh, is going to essentially drop the CO2 emission from transportation by 90%. By 90%? By 90% by 2030. Um, And that even assumes that the grid that we have stays the same, which is not going to happen because that's going to be disrupted also. But if all we do is go to autonomous electric on-demand transportation, by 2030, CO2 emissions from transportation is going to drop by 90%. And it's not going to cost us anything. So the narrative that it's going to be hard and expensive to get there is a total fallacy because essentially this is going to save us money Mm -hmm. so we're going to drop CO2 emissions by 90% Mm -hmm. and we're going to get money back how cool is that yes (laughs) that is good Uh, and we're going to get clean air back and we're going to get uh, transportation so um, it's going to be amazing especially for the for emerging
1: economies. Okay, okay, and what you're describing here, Tony, is that um, all of this is really being driven by the private sector, you know, these, yes. these changes and this innovation. Yes. Um, and we're here in the IFC building. This is a place where they invest around the world in emerging economies and developing countries and they've been doing it since 1956. And so this is not a place that gives aid, this is a place that looks for commercial returns on their investments. Yes. So where, what kind of uh, investments do you see going forward in the emerging world in this space?
2: Yeah, transportation and energy both are being disrupted on a purely cost basis. Mm -hmm. It's pure economics. Mm -hmm. So this is not going to happen because of governments. It's going to happen despite governments. Mm. It's not going to happen because of subsidies. It's just going to happen because Mm. the cost is just going to go down dramatically. Mm. Uh, So people are going to make the companies and and people are going to make the right economic choice. Uh, So the IFC... Makes wants to make money and mm-hmm. also do good. Right. Um, so, solar power plants today uh, in the desert, for instance, are cheaper. The cheapest form of energy mm-hmm. is solar power. Wow. Um, so, the AFC can make money mm-hmm. um, basically financing solar power plants mm-hmm. with batteries, wind power plants also mm-hmm. with batteries. That's a 20-year return of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. X, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, if anything that the AFC invests, or anybody, really, mm-hmm. in coal, it's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of my messages is, don't lose money. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything okay. you invest in coal, mm-hmm. anything you invest any capital expenditure, mm-hmm. uh, coal, natural gas, mm-hmm. uh, oil, you're going to lose. Yes. Basically, those assets are going to be stranded. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, it opens up new opportunities, mm. new opportunities in solar, uh, new opportunities to provide storage, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, storage to stabilize the grid, right. uh, new opportunities to provide storage to uh, bring resilience mm-hmm. into a lot of these countries mm-hmm. and to islands for instance that yes. uh, their power just goes out when one single power plant uh, goes out of business like Puerto yeah. Rico right I mean that's not even emerging economy that's right <laughs> that's, that's the right. USA right. Uh, right so essentially you can bring cheaper mm-hmm. uh, energy that's also more resilient mm-hmm. that's also local mm-hmm. um, and so what that does is bring jobs back into you know cities and and neighborhoods and so on people become healthier and the investor makes a big return okay a bigger return now there are nine trillion dollars of bonds that are making negative return Mm. i mean you know solar you can make four five six percent that's where the money should be that's going that's where the money should yeah. be
1: going now let me ask you know a lot of this is predicated on the battery right and and the, this convergence that you're talking about um, and and the electric vehicle future um, but in order for you know for us to reach that electric vehicle future that you're describing yeah. there's going we're going to have to do a lot of copper mining we're going to have to do a lot of mining and 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 you know that's not always the cleanest process right those kind of mi- that mining so are we headed for as we head to this electric vehicle future, are there going to be knock-on effects on the environment with all of the mining that is going to be required for the lithium and the copper and other elements?
2: Um, no, actually, yeah. uh, the, 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 the benefits for the environment mm-hmm. and, said, and for mining specifically right. are going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for one thing, um, batteries are stock yes oil is a flow right. right so right. oil pollutes every day right. coal pollutes every day mm-hmm. nooks pollute every day mm-hmm. um, once you build the battery mm-hmm. you're done right. right right so in terms of pollution it's a one-time thing mm-hmm. just like a fridge right, right. That's a one-time thing right. and you can use it for decades mm-hmm. um, having also electric vehicles mm-hmm. have uh, 20 moving parts. Mm. The internal combustion engine has more than 2,000. Mm. So vehicles, electric vehicles, mm. can save a ton mm. of steel mm. and other, you know, uh, mined goods. So some things are going to go up, lithium and right. copper and so yes. on. But on the whole, uh, mining is actually a lot of things that we use for uh, internal combustion engine mm-hmm. vehicles. Mm-hmm steel, for instance, is going to go way down, yeah, way point. down. Right? Yeah, yeah. So on the whole, it's going to be about a mm-hmm. 10 to 1, mm. uh, basically drop mm. in the, the, the minerals that we use. Mm. Another uh, thing is that when we use transport as a service, mm-hmm. It's shared transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't own a car. Well, cars, we only use cars 4% of the time. Mm-hmm. They're parked.
1: We only use cars 4% of 4% the time, you of said. 4% of the time. Okay. I mean, you
2: know, we spend yeah. $10,000 a year for a car mm-hmm. to use them 4% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if they're shared rides with mm-hmm. autonomous and electric, mm-hmm. essentially, we don't need to own a car. Mm-hmm. Um, cars are used 10 times as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, they we need fewer cars. Mm-hmm. The size of the fleet yes. that we're going to need is eighty percent smaller mm-hmm. than if we had the individual ownership model. Right. So we have eighty percent fewer cars mm-hmm. that have a hundred times fewer moving parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially, we're going to have we're going to use mm-hmm. a lot less mm-hmm. in terms of minerals and steel and mining mm-hmm. than we use now for. The conventional uh, Mm -hmm. transportation. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, and I have a last question for you. Um, You know, we're having this conversation here at the IFC in 2018. Um, If we were having this conversation in 2028, let's say, and after we finished and wrapped up, and I went to my phone to get my Uber, uh, what are the chances that I would receive an autonomous electric vehicle at this door outside the IFC?
2: At the IFC? Yes. 100% chance. You will have an autonomous electric uh, on-demand car waiting for you mm-hmm. uh, in 2028. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. it. Yeah, and the 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 the, the great thing about uh, this is that it not only benefits us in in, in mm-hmm. advanced economies, mm-hmm. it's even more beneficial for emerging economies. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because the cost of transportation goes down by 10x. Right. Cost of energy. So a lot of industries that depend on energy, mm-hmm. textiles, for instance, yeah. uh, the industry that. Creates the most jobs in India, for instance, mm-hmm. textiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very energy intensive. That's right. So when you have energy that's ten times cheaper mm-hmm. and local, mm-hmm. essentially you can increase the profits that mm-hmm. that, that that folks in textile can mm-hmm. can make and make them more competitive. Right. right. Uh, so by 2020, 2030, ten x cheaper. Ten x uh, cheaper uh, transportation. Ten x yeah. cheaper energy food mm-hmm. is going to be 5 or 10x cheaper wow. too okay. because we're going to make it using a lot of new technologies that mm-hmm. we haven't talked about. A lot of the essential needs mm-hmm. for humanity are going to be an order of magnitude cheaper wow. by 2030. Wow. So this disruption yeah. uh, in the 2020s, yes. which is going to be the biggest mm-hmm. disruption in mm-hmm. history, is going to be hugely beneficial for humanity. Wow. And. One thing I can say, mm-hmm. by 2030, poverty is going to be a social choice. Mm. The cost of what we call the American mm. you know, yeah. dream, yes. uh, which is transportation mm. and energy and housing mm. and food and mm-hmm. so on, is going to be dramatically lower. Mm. Um, and it's essentially it's going to be so low that we're going to have no excuse for poverty. Wow. Wow. No let us, let, us, uh, let yeah. us
1: indeed hope that uh, that uh, we, that uh, vision does come into fruition. Thank you very much, Tony Siba, for being with us today. It's my pleasure. Uh, thank you very much.
0: And that's it for this week's show. The 85% is a production of Emerge 85. Find us on social media at E85 Lab. And if you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. For more profiles, interviews, and features on the changes unfolding in the emerging world, visit our website, emerge85.io. Thanks for listening. See you next time.